0: You are looking at an aerial shot of the procession for Ridge Meadows RCMP Constable Rick O'Brien. The seven-year veteran of the force was gunned down executing a search warrant this morning and despite the best efforts of paramedics, he died at the scene. The procession left the scene of the shooting in Coquitlam about half an hour ago and will ultimately make its way out to Abbotsford, joined by many other officers and first responders along the way. The procession will make one stop along the way in maple ridge at the ridge meadows rcmp detachment which is where constable o'brien served carrying on to abbotsford from there but this will be a major disruption for folks out on the roadways this evening good evening and thanks very much for joining us law enforcement agencies are in mourning once again planning for another funeral we have team coverage for you in coquitlam where the shooting happened Out to Maple Ridge, where the fallen officer's detachment is, and in Surrey, where RCMP provided a late afternoon update with a few more details. The shots first rang out inside a condo building. And so let's start with Travis Prasad, who was outside that condo tower where the officers came under fire. Travis, walk us through what we know about what happened.
1: Yeah, Chris, I'm at Pine Tree Way and Glen Drive right now. Directly behind me, you can't see the tower, but there is a condo tower, and that is where members of Ridge Meadows RCMP were executing a search warrant this morning in one of the units in that condo tower. Now, while they were doing that, there was some sort of altercation with a man that left one police officer dead. As you said, we now know that officer is Constable Rick O'Brien. The roads have reopened here, but AS YOU CAN IMAGINE EARLIER TODAY, IT WAS A VERY INTENSE SCENE. ARMED RCMP OFFICERS MOVING QUICKLY, A SIGN OF SOMETHING SERIOUS.
2: I WAS DRIVING AND WE SAW THIS POLICE OFFICER WITH A RIFLE.
3: I WAS LIKE, WHOA, WHAT'S GOING ON?
1: One witness describes hearing what sounded like a car engine backfiring near Pine Tree Way in Glen Drive, but quickly realized it was more than that.
4: Just a shot, and then a bunch of people in the building, and uh, we came out and seen a bunch of cars.
1: The police response was quick and substantial, from Mounties to the emergency response team.
5: Riot shields and battering rams and rifles and all
2: that stuff. The cop cars kept coming. Eventually SWAT came, There's, I think now there's like seven SWAT cars. There's two police dogs upstairs.
1: Several blocks of the busy Pine Tree Way were shut down to vehicles. Police quickly securing the area. Witnesses watching it all unfold.
5: We noticed an officer limping. He was bleeding from a wound in his leg. He had a tourniquet on. There's so much blood. Uh, Someone was taken away in ambulance. and They were doing chest compressions. They're doing CPR.
1: The RCMP say Constable Rick O'Brien was shot and killed at the scene. Two more officers were taken to hospital. One has already been released, while the other is expected to recover. The suspect, who was also shot, was taken into custody and transported to hospital with non-life-threatening injuries. Lots of homes, lots of businesses in this area. Now, while all of this was unfolding in the morning, everyone was told to stay inside shelter-in-place while the police response was happening. I spoke to one woman who works at a business right underneath the condo tower, and she tells me it's not surprising to see uh, police cars here. They're regularly called to the building, but never anything of this magnitude. And now with Constable Rick O'Brien killed here in the line of duty, this is a community, Chris that is just in disbelief right
0: now like a lot of us travis prasad in coquitlam thanks very much for that and we have seen a lot of emotion at that scene and also at the ridge meadows rcmp detachment in maple ridge the home detachment of constable o'brien and that's where troy charles is for us tonight troy Chris,
4: obviously and understandably a very emotional atmosphere around the Ridge Meadows area and here at the RCMP detachment. Earlier today, lots of hugs and tears being passed from officers and staff. And around 2.30 p.m., the flags were lowered to half mass. Right now, we see behind the procession is passing through
0: So just as we threw uh, down to Troy, the, the procession passed right behind him. We saw the ambulance go by Troy, that ambulance carrying the body of uh, Constable Rick O'Brien and lots of other officers lining the procession route. Yeah, absolutely, Chris. We have probably
4: about 15 cars here from the Ridge Meadows attachment. They will soon be pulling out and following the procession behind, and that is going to uh, Abbotsford General Hospital there in Abbotsford. As you mentioned, Constable Rick O'Brien, 51 years old as a wife and children, originally from Ottawa, had been with the Ridge Meadows Detachment since 2016. All seven of his years served with the Ridge Meadows Detachment. Sadly, he was just one week away from his seven-year anniversary He'd always served, like I said, active member of the community policing on the front lines. Also, there's a memorial already that is set up out the front door here. Lots of people coming by with flowers, candles. And earlier today, we caught up with ex-RCMP Staff Sergeant Major John Buis, who during his career was shot in the line of duty. Here's what he had to say.
6: This is the first you know, 24 hours where it's hitting people very hard and uh, it, it's difficult to get motivated and get moving again when you hear this kind of thing. But uh, I know that uh, their co-workers will do a good job and will continue to work and serve. It, but it's just one of those gut-wrenching uh, incidents uh, throughout your service that do occur that uh, give you a moment to stop and pause.
4: Chris, as you see, just vehicle after vehicle, still as the procession moves through here on Duny Trunk Road through Maple Ridge, on its way to Abbotsford. Car is honestly down the road as far as you can see. And just a tremendously tragic day here in Maple Ridge. And now as we might just pull off to the side here, as the group from the Ridge Meadows Department, they are gonna be pulling out into the road And they're going to join the procession chris i'll
0: send it back to you be repeated uh, throughout the trip out to abbotsford for sure troy charles in maple ridge at the ridge meadows detachment which is where rick o'brien served thanks very much for that coverage now we'll hold on this shot as some of the ridge meadows officers who worked with constable o'brien join the procession and they're you know, if we remember back to Shailen Yang, the Burnaby RCMP officer who was killed last October, the procession for her stretched blocks and blocks. And the same thing is going to happen again here for Constable Rick O'Brien. All right, there is a lot that police can't say about the shooting that happened in Coquitlam, but we did get an update on this tragic situation. Just a short time ago, and we'll check in with Janet Brown now, who is in Surrey, where that media conference took place. Janet.
7: Chris, good evening. It was a very emotional and somber news conference. We heard from the commanding officer of the BC RCMP, Dwayne McDonald, as well as the officer in charge of the Ridge Meadows RCMP. First of all, we learned more about 51-year-old Constable Rick O'Brien. He had a wife and children. He loved visiting schools apparently, had a great sense of humour, always participating in food drives and was also a decorated RCMP member. As for the officer in charge of the BCRCMP, Dwayne McDonald, he did not mince any words describing how he feels after today's tragic events. Standing here and speaking about the impact of the on-duty death of Constable Rick O'Brien is the most difficult moment I've had in my career in the RCMP. I cannot speak to the details of what unfolded today but I can share that the loss of Rick will be felt deeply by his family, his colleagues and to the community of Maple Ridge and Pitt Meadows in Coquitlam and across the country.
8: Oh, I'm outraged. I don't know what it's going to take. I'll leave it at that, but to see police officers across this country um, killed trying to protect their communities um, enrages me.
7: And Chris, uh, we were also reminded by Dwayne McDonald that we are now coming up on the one-year anniversary of the Burnaby RCMP member who was murdered in a city park. Back to you.
0: Yeah, amazing. We've had two in the last calendar year, Janet, and uh, and many more beyond that. And we'll talk about that a little bit later as well now richard zussman has been covering the meeting of the union of bc municipalities all week obviously they got the news today too richard and there was a number of people willing to speak out and react to what they learned about constable o'brien today
9: yeah when shots were being fired here in coquitlam chris coquitlam mayor richard stewart was on the floor at ubcm and as he was getting news of what was happening in his community You could see the emotion on his face. He then went behind the stage where Premier David Eby had just finished his speech and received a briefing from Public Safety Minister Mike Farnworth. Farnworth and Eby in tears sharing the information with the mayor around what had happened in this community. Clearly this has had an impact not just in Coquitlam and Maple Ridge and Pitt Meadows but across British Columbia. Here's a very emotional Public Safety Minister, Mike Farnworth.
0: Every day in our province, men and women put on a uniform
5: to go out and to keep our communities and our people safe. Sometimes they don't return home. Today is one of those days.
6: It's a horrible day. It's a tragic, incredibly tragic. And uh, our community, our hearts go out to the family to the friends the co-workers the colleagues of uh, an officer that went to work this morning hoping to help for the whole day and whose um, life and career were cut short.
10: It's not an easy thing for a community when you have someone who has they're just a regular person who you know goes to work and comes home to their loved ones and family members the same as any other person and um, I guess that's what is very impactful for me personally knowing that, you know, what a tight-knit family the policing world can be.
9: We're hearing from federal politicians as well. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau sending out this tweet. Every day police officers put their lives on the line. Today an officer in Coquitlam lost their life. I'm sending my condolences to their family, friends and the RCMP. And to the officers who were injured, I'm wishing you a fast and full recovery. Pierre Poliev, the Conservative leader, my thoughts are with the family and friends of the RCMP officer killed and the officers wounded in a horrific shooting at Coquitlam. Such tragedies are becoming too familiar across Canada. We must do more to bring home safe streets for Canadians and those who protect us every day. There's also a personal tie-in for Public Safety Minister Mike Farnworth. A few months after he became Public Safety Minister, one of the first awards he gave was to Constable Rick O'Brien, part of a team who received an award for putting themselves in substantial risk to enter residence of an armed home invasion in progress to rescue the hostages and apprehend the suspects. Clearly politicians and British Columbians celebrating a man who is a great hero, Chris.
0: Yep, no doubt. And there are many others like him. Richard, thank you very much for that. As we know, this is not the first time that tragedy has struck B.C.'s policing community. The most recent cases of police officers killed in the line of duty, Constable Shailin Yang with Burnaby RCMP. We mentioned her. She was killed in October last year. Constable Ian Jordan with Victoria Police in 2018. Constable John Davidson with Abbotsford Police also shot and killed while responding to a call in 2017. And then there's Constable Sarah Beckett with West Shore RCMP who was killed by a drunk driver in 2016. And there are many more beyond that. We thank them all. Well, earlier we mentioned the Union of B.C. Municipalities meeting. Housing was front and center as the premier addressed civic politicians from across the province in Vancouver today. He addressed the UBCM David E.B. did, answering the call for greater supports from communities wanting to follow through on the province's call for greater density. BC's population has increased by 250,000 over the past couple of years and that's adding to what was already a challenging housing situation. Additional money is now on the way to help communities hire staff to implement their housing policies.
5: My announcement today uh, is that the provincial government uh, will be providing $61 million for support for local governments to be able to ensure that your housing policy is the best it can possibly be to support your communities, to give people a chance to find a place they can rent, a place that they can actually potentially get into the market.
0: And in light of the record wildfire season, the premier also announced an additional $4.74 million for rural firefighting teams. Now, while many concerns still remain about artificial intelligence, B.C. schools are recognizing it's here to stay and many are now looking to embrace it. The idea is to teach students how to use it properly and ethically. Aaron MacArthur reports. Neelam Brach first
5: noticed something unusual in the spring.
3: And all of a sudden you have like a university level paper coming in, it raises questions.
5: Instead of cracking down on what is often viewed as plagiarism, the Surrey English teacher made a choice to embrace ChatGPT, teaching her students how to use the technology responsibly.
3: Teachers versus AI. It is a battle we are not going to win.
5: ChatGPT4 is what is known as a large language model. The artificial intelligence algorithm has scraped the internet and stores as much information as it can get, providing users with answers to everything. What teachers don't want is students to simply prompt the AI to write an essay for them. It'll do that. Aside from ethical concerns, the work can often be full of bias and could be flat-out wrong. School districts know, though, The genie is already out of the bottle. Like anything, it's a tool, it's new. You can use it for good, you can use it for bad, but I encourage people to use it. The technology is often compared to the introduction of calculators in the classroom, raising concerns about students truly grasping assignments. Although AI detectors exist, teachers say their effectiveness is limited. Some educators are reverting to old school methods, making kids do the work in class.
3: Another way is just talking about the why with your students, like the purpose of curriculum, the purpose of school, the purpose of learning, um, and coming back to those skills.
5: AI potentially represents wholesale changes to how students learn, and those changes are happening in real time. Along with using LLMs to draft outlines and critique work, Bratch asks for writing samples from her students to learn their voice, and then asks for handwritten drafts of essays before a final assignment is due. Teaching kids how to use AI and still learn critical thinking skills is now part of the job.
3: This is actually my first semester trying to teach students how to use it responsibly. Uh, we haven't even got into the, the, some of the big stuff yet.
5: Large language models like ChatGPT are only getting bigger and better. School districts so far have declined to make policy around their use. Teachers and students together
0: trying to figure that out as they go. Aaron MacArthur, Global News. Our coverage of the death of RCMP Constable Rick O'Brien continues on the News Hour Right now, that's a live shot. Rick O'Brien's body is in that ambulance at the head of a procession that is being guided by first responders and other law enforcement agencies, including his own detachment, the Ridge Meadows RCMP detachment, on its way out to Abbotsford, and it will be joined along the way, no doubt, by many other law enforcement agencies and first responders uh, as it continues on that path. We have a new picture to show you of Rick O'Brien, the constable who died today, shot while executing a search warrant at a coquitlam condo i don't know if we can get that graphic up there he is that is rick o'brien died in the line of duty today uh, while serving that search warrant he was shot along with two other rcmp officers one of them suffered serious injuries the other one uh, injuries that were not considered serious Uh, rick o'brien despite the best efforts of paramedics at the scene succumbed to his injuries there and is now in that procession that is being led from Coquitlam out to Abbotsford. We'll have much more as we continue here on the News Hour. Here's another example of what some believe are the failings of the provincial justice system. Family members of two recent homicide victims in Chilliwack are outraged tonight over what they call the joke of a justice system. The man who is charged with killing their loved ones was just released on bail. Krista Dow reports.
10: While our family is struggling, trying to navigate through missing our parents, our grief, we were slapped in the face with the unexpected release of the
7: suspect.
11: There is shock and outrage in Chilliwack as the family of John Kavaloff and Valerie Smith learned the man charged with killing their parents has been released. Where is the justice in that?
10: The system's a joke that protects criminals and re-traumatizes, re-victimizes victims.
2: Their love is deep, really deep.
11: The couple was shot and killed inside their mobile home last Wednesday in what police called an isolated incident between neighbors. The suspect, their neighbor, 83-year-old Robert Freeman, was arrested at the scene. We're shocked, we're numb, we're overwhelmed. On Thursday, Freeman was granted bail, details of the hearing under a publication ban. But what we can report are his bail conditions, which include living with his son in his Chilliwack complex located about 20 minutes away from the shooting scene, not being within 100 metres of his own complex, having no contact with three people whose names we are withholding and no possession of a weapon. Despite the judge's order banning the accused, Robert Freeman, from returning to his home here at Baker Trails Mobile Home Park, neighbors tell us there's still a sense of anxiety and nervousness about some of those bail conditions.
12: A few people have
11: have mentioned that they're not, you know, that they're a little anxious about him being let
2: out,
7: that it surprised them. People that... um, don't know the situation or don't know the people, um, I would be nervous. He just loved this pup so much.
10: Mm. Had a heart um, of gold and just uh, really kind and gentle.
11: The family now trying to come to terms with their unimaginable loss.
10: Their support system, they are everything in our lives.
11: While fighting to get justice in a system they've lost faith in. Krista Dow, Global News.
0: And here's another example, the suspect in four random and violent incidents on Vancouver's West Side last Thursday was rearrested five days after getting out of jail and then released again. And as Kristen Robinson reports, the suspect, who appears to be from Alberta, has been arrested and released three times in less than a month.
10: After a foot chase through Kitsilano, the suspect accused of striking a woman with a chain and threatening others with a concrete block on September 14th was arrested in Connaught Park. 22 year old Best Prince was charged with assault with a weapon and two counts of uttering threats and released less than 24 hours later. On September 20th, Prince allegedly breached his release order and was arrested at UBC before he was released again the next day.
12: The trend is to release people unless you can show there's a likelihood the person is going to commit a criminal offence.
10: Court documents list an Edmonton address for Prince who has no criminal convictions in B.C. In August, Prince was ordered to stay away from the university endowment lands after being charged with theft, uttering death threats, and obstructing a peace officer for allegedly stealing two food delivery packages from a student residence in March.
12: Obviously here, what's happened is there's been a mistake made uh, because the person shouldn't have been out. But human behaviour is also difficult to predict. So I'm not going to criticise a judge.
10: BC's Premier says the province has pushed the feds to reform Canada's bail laws. Bill C-48, which would include reverse onus or leaving it up to accused repeat violent offenders to prove why they should be released passed unanimously in the House of Commons Monday.
5: I'll be headed to uh, to Ottawa uh, with uh, colleagues to uh, press and ensure that it makes it through the Senate as quickly as possible. There will be some meetings with senators uh, because reform is certainly needed in this area and is overdue.
12: If we really want to cure all of this, we need to treat those people who are drug addicted or mentally ill. In the meantime, they inflict a lot of personal harm on people who are innocent and have been victims of crime.
10: Police believe mental health was involved in the four alleged violent incidents last week. Prince must abide by nine release conditions, including being assessed for programming through forensic psychiatric services. Kristen Robinson, Global News.
0: And an update now on the procession that is carrying the body of Rick O'Brien. First, a picture of the fallen officer there. He was a seven-year veteran. He joined policing late in life He had a wife and children, and um, right now is being mourned across the province and across the country as another officer who gave his life in the service of protecting others. This is a look at the procession. Uh, Rick O'Brien's body is in that ambulance, which is led by an RCMP vehicle and now followed by the vehicles of many others in law enforcement, the shot from Global One a little bit hitchy right now but the procession is on highway 7 heading from maple ridge through to mission and on its way out to abbotsford and our coverage of this tragedy in law enforcement will continue as the news hour continues after this also coming up politicians tackle some terrifying harassment
3: I was directing my staff to not let anyone in the office that we didn't know.
0: How political foes formed an unlikely partnership for safety and a dramatic fire lights up Horseshoe Bay, the latest on the troubled property that burned down. Two BC MLAs from opposite sides of the legislature have banded together to stop the man who was harassing both of them. As Kylie Stanton reports, they're hoping their success will inspire other women to get involved and fight back.
2: The debates can be heated.
12: Member for Chalwa, Kent.
2: Clear lines dividing
3: the parties.
12: Premier.
2: But this pales in comparison to what can land
3: in the inbox. Early 2023, started receiving emails at my constituency office that were pretty vitriolic, pretty aggressive.
2: And absolutely relentless, with as many as 15 arriving every single day all with the same subject line that read...
3: All in caps, I will kill you, Selena Robinson. But
2: Robinson's constituency office wasn't the only target. In South Surrey, similar emails were making their way to Eleanor Sturko's desk.
10: Included death threats, um, threatening some pretty awful stuff.
2: And so, as first reported by the ORCA, the two decided to work together, linking their RCMP files, urging police to identify the individual responsible.
3: It's not just physical risk. There is emotional and spiritual impact to being told someone's going to kill you over and over and over and over and over and over, and over again. You have to ask, did this actually L, Did this affect you? And it did.
2: Late this summer, police arrested a 32-year-old man who is said to suffer from a mental illness. And while charges have not yet been laid, the pair believe it sends a message.
10: We're living in a time when a lot of people don't want to get into this job because they don't want to face the scrutiny the threats the harassment the bullying on social media and stuff we have to hold them accountable
2: women particularly those in politics are all too often the targets of abuse Christia Yes. The f- you doing in Alberta. Last year Deputy Prime Minister Christia Freeland was verbally attacked during a visit to Alberta What's only amplified online.
6: You know the word radicalized gets gets thrown around but this
13: is someone who's radicalized themselves into a misogynist ideology and
1: It's hard to get somebody out of that.
2: In this case, one has now been silenced, while two MLAs have discovered there's not only strength in numbers,
3: but also common ground to build on. We are mothers who love our kids and are protective of our families. And we both want more women to run. And so we need to make it safe so that everybody feels safe to do their their work.
2: Kylie Stanton, Global News.
0: In Health Matters tonight, four years after the COVID-19 pandemic first broke out, doctors say it's still important to be on top of your vaccinations. Health Canada has recently approved Moderna's updated COVID-19 vaccine, which targets the XBB 1.5 Omicron subvariant. It'll soon be rolled out just in time for the return of the respiratory virus season. However, while most Canadians got their first two COVID shots, uptake for booster doses has been much lower dr angela rasmussen from the university of saskatchewan says even if you received the previous bivalent booster the new shot is still worth getting it offers a temporary boost in protection all right another look at constable rick o'brien and the procession that is carrying his body from the scene of where he died in coquitlam out to Abbotsford Regional Hospital, the final destination at least this evening for him. And this is a shot from Global One of the procession above Silverdale, the shot from above uh, Silverdale of the procession that is now moving through Maple Ridge, through Mission and on its way out to Abbotsford where presumably Constable O'Brien's body will be processed and family will be able to view and uh, many other first responders law enforcement people are joining that procession as it goes and our coverage will continue on the news hour tonight we'll take a quick break and be right back an animal advocacy group is calling for a ban on the trapping of beavers in bc for an unusual and a very topical reason As Paul Johnson reports, they say Canada's official national animal can help prevent wildfires.
8: For those taking stock of our recent wildfire season, what would you think about expanding an already established, enthusiastic team of wildfire mitigators who work for free? Meet the team. With the capacity for each beaver to build multiple dams and create one to two acres of wetland, the conservation group Furbearers is calling on the province to end the trapping of beavers to create more drought and wildfire resistance in our forests.
0: Beavers are environmental superheroes. They're considered ecosystem engineers uh, or keystone species where their activities uh, create entire ecosystems.
8: But not everyone sees them that way. Last year in B.C., more than 1,600 of them were killed for the luxury hat market. Fur bearers wants to end that and thinks it can help reduce wildfires at the same time. They're not alone.
4: When beavers move into a landscape and they build their dams, dig their canals, chew on trees, the sum of all of those behaviors is that they create large patches of wetlands along our river corridors.
8: Emily Fairfax has been studying the connection between beavers and wildfires for years. Check out this video she shot of what happened when a recent California wildfire moved through an area flooded by beavers. This kind of outcome is why California has recently changed its rules to protect more beavers.
4: When it gets to the beaver ponds and the beaver wetlands, those areas don't burn anywhere near as intensely, or in some cases, they don't even burn at all.
8: As for B.C., the Ministry of Forests told Global News they're willing to look at the idea. But they believe our beaver population is healthy and not affected much by trapping. But consider that before the fur trade, there were likely ten times as many beavers in B.C., which would have meant millions of dams and associated wetlands, Imagine what that did for fire suppression.
0: When we're looking for the future for climate mitigation and to fight the climate crisis, we really need to be looking at nature-based solutions. Paul Johnson, Global News. Well, some of those ponds might be filling up with the rain that's heading our way. We'll check in with Christy right now. I know some of it's going to be quite heavy, Christy.
14: Absolutely. So, we talked about last few days the series of storms that are headed for the South Coast. Now, officially this afternoon, Environment Canada issued a special weather statement, and the concern is for storm number two. So, we've got one that will move in tomorrow, but the next one, which is Sunday night, brings significant rain as well as the threat for power outages and falling trees because we're expecting strong winds from the system, particularly across Vancouver Island, but we'll feel the effects of it across Metro Vancouver as well. So, these will be a strong southeasterly wind that will do develop later in the day Sunday and then Sunday night with that's when we could see power outages so now's a good time to sort of check the batteries in your flashlight for example and make sure you've got some candles hand- handy or something like that the interior or sort of the um, inland region sort of the Strait of Georgia will see wind potentially potentially up to 80 kilometers an hour so that's certainly a power outage criteria and potential delays in the ferries now it comes with rainfall as well and substantial rain Saturday and again Sunday Monday into Tuesday, and so it has prompted the BC uh, River Forecast Centre to issue a high stream flow advisory. Yes, the rivers are going to increase in terms of height, but it's also the fact that they'll be fluctuating so much because of this added moisture all of a sudden. Although they are very low, it's really important you need to steer clear of rivers because they will be dangerous over the next little while. All right, so there's your Saturday. The rainfall expected across the region, particularly across the south coast. It's not a complete washout on Saturday. It's sort of on and out. Off throughout the day. On Sunday during the day, we'll actually see a little bit of a lull in the action before Sunday night, that next system drives in and really brings in that stormy condition Sunday night into Monday. All right, tonight, central windows, weather window coming to you from the Butte Inlet area, which is, which is just across from Campbell River, Norman Orr captured what looks like a little guy to me, although I'm sure he's pretty, pretty big, but he's in the river there looking for some food.
0: He could definitely take you and I out. There's no doubt about it. But it's a beautiful photo. Thanks very much, Christy, and thanks for the update on the weather. Um, If you're just joining us or if you even have been watching throughout the afternoon, uh, the big story today is the death of RCMP Constable Rick O'Brien, a seven-year veteran who came to policing late in his career, joined the force, loved working with children and students, was gunned down today while serving a search warrant at a Coquitlam condo Right now, his body is in transit from the scene of the crime out to the Abbotsford Regional Hospital. We expect his body to arrive out there within the next 20 minutes, possibly by the end of the News Hour. And we continue to tell the story of how he died and to honor the work that he did here on the News Hour. Much more coming up after this break. Heavy day in news today, and it's nice to have Squire in to break it up a little bit.
13: Well, we'll go over to Victoria and talk about the Canucks. It's day two of training camp. Now, last year, we all remember Andre Kuzmenko. He was really the pleasant surprise of the season. He adapted to the NHL after eight years playing in Russia's KHL, scored 39 goals in 81 games. That's a lot of hockey, a lot more hockey than he would play typically in the KHL. So this summer, Kuzmenko went to train in Bali. The Canucks were a bit concerned about that because Bally's not really known for a place where athletes get ready for a new season. But Rick Talkett says Bally was good for Kuzmenko's body.
9: I think Kuzmenko's been one of our better guys. Like he's really looks good out there for me. He looks really in shape. Um, and he's, you know, the odd time they'll forget, you know, just to back check, but then he yelled and just one time and he does it, you know, last year it took me about four times to yell and that. Now, <laughs> now I'm down to one. then and uh, he's been great. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't give, I give him that a lot of credit. He looks good out there. Really good.
5: Because the last season, for me, is so difficult. After the game, is uh, not good recovery. I very tired after every game. Is, uh, is a lot of moments uh, which after last season, I need be work be better.
13: Now, the Canucks have brought in some veteran defensemen. They did it over the summer, and one person they brought in is very familiar with the NHL and with the Canucks. That is Matt Irwin. He's played 11 NHL seasons for five different teams. Last year he was playing for Washington, but he's from Victoria. Played BCHL hockey in Nanaimo. So he's gone full circle to come home and play for the Canucks, and he's talking with Barry as well.
9: With uh, Matt Irwin, the hometown boy here at uh, Canucks training camp. First of all, I know, I'm sure you grew up being a Canucks fan. Uh, what's it been like to, to put on this jersey, uh, even though it's just been training camp?
6: Unbelievable. Um, dream come true, really. You know, uh, I've said a lot of times already that uh, I grew up a diehard Canucks fan. Um, I remember a lot of their playoff runs. Um, different eras of players. Uh, And and the fact that I get the opportunity just to pull the jersey on in practice is is special to me. So it's very meaningful. I'm honoured to be here, and I'm excited to get going.
9: I mean, you've been around the league, uh, you know, for a decade, Mm -hmm. 35-year-old guy, a veteran guy, but do you still get nervous and really just want to show every moment on the ice to these guys what you're about?
6: Yeah, that's kind of been my, you know my thing my whole career Um, never get too comfortable going to training camp like you got to make the team that's kind of been my whole career all 11 years or whatever it's been Uh, never get too cozy Uh, the game has a funny way of sneaking up on you and um, there's so many good players that want that opportunity and you know for me to be still kicking around at this age I'm proud of that but I know that the work's not done and I'm just happy to be here and help this team in any way I can Well, we're looking forward to seeing you in a
9: Canuck uniform uh, for real during the exhibition season and the regular season. Thanks, Matt. Thank you very much. All right, back to you, Squire.
13: Thank you very much, gentlemen. The BC Lions have just scored 7-0 early in the first quarter against Edmonton, a team they have dominated all year. Oh, and the world's up 2-0 after two matches at the Labour Cup against Europe.
0: Big. More tonight
13: with uh, Felix
0: rogier Ali. Big event going on tonight. All right, thanks very much, Squire. We're back with more right after this. And returning to our top story on the news hour now. This is a live shot from just outside the Abbotsford Regional Hospital where the procession for fallen officer Constable Rick O'Brien of the Ridge Meadows RCMP is expected to arrive at any moment now. You can see they're closing or preparing to close the intersection there just outside the hospital. Our cameras are in place. Constable O'Brien was gunned down today, serving a search warrant at a Coquitlam condo. He died. Two other RCMP members were injured, one with a serious leg injury, another one with injuries that were not considered serious but still needed to be checked out at the hospital. O'Brien was a seven-year veteran of the RCMP and was loved among his peers, loved working with children, and will be greatly missed by his family and others who respected him and NOW HE'S GETTING THE HONOR AND THE RESPECT THAT HE DESERVES FROM ALL OF THOSE TAKING PART IN THE PROCESSION, MANY OTHER LAW ENFORCEMENT AGENCIES TAKING PART, OTHER FIRST RESPONDERS JOINING IN AND we WILL CONTINUE uh, TO KEEP AN EYE ON THAT FOR THE ARRIVAL OF RICK O'BRIEN TO ABBOTSFORD REGIONAL HOSPITAL. IMPORTANT TO NOTE THIS IS STILL AN ACTIVE CRIMINAL INVESTIGATION. HIS DEATH IS BEING INVESTIGATED and there's no doubt that uh, the work that's being done at Abbotsford Regional Hospital plays a part in that. We'll check back in now with Travis Prasad. We mentioned the scene of the shooting in Coquitlam and he joins us now from there where there's still a police presence. Travis?
1: Yeah, Chris, you mentioned an active uh, criminal investigation and yeah, it very much is an active crime scene here right now. I'm at Pine Tree Way in Glen Drive. Now, right here is where The condo tower was where Ridge Meadows RCMP were executing a search warrant this morning. While they were doing that, something happened with a man, an altercation with a man um, that led to officers being injured and Constable Rick O'Brien being shot and killed. Um, The streets here have opened up for the most part, there's still police tape up, but Uh, You can imagine what it was like this morning, a very, very intense um, active scene. Armed RCMP officers rushed to the area of Pine Tree Way and Glen Drive very quickly. People could see right away something serious was happening. A witness told us they heard one loud bang and then just a flood of police cars and ambulances. Uh, The police response was quick and substantial. Everyone from Mounties to the ERT, Emergency Response Team, showed up. We can confirm three officers, as you said, Chris, were um, injured, involved in this. Two of them were taken to hospital. Constable Rick O'Brien lost his life, sadly, at the scene. Um, Police say the suspect was taken into custody and was also taken to hospital for treatment. Um, The suspect was believed to have been shot as well. Now, while all of this was unfolding, the nearby homes and businesses, and there are many homes, this this area is just surrounded with residential towers. Everyone was told to stay put, stay indoors. All the businesses behind me on either side, all of them have been closed the whole day. Um, So that um, continued throughout the day and continues now. we spoke to one woman who works at a clinic um, on this street and she said she has seen police here before she's not sure if it's related to that but there are regularly officers that get called to this condo but something of this magnitude she's never seen before and uh, this community here is definitely shaken chris
0: no doubt it is thanks very much travis prasad in coquitlam and yes police did confirm that the man that they were serving the search warrant on was known to them, and uh, obviously a frightening time for folks there in Coquitlam, very emotional time out at the Ridge Meadows RCMP detachment in Maple Ridge, which is the detachment, the home detachment for Constable O'Brien, and that's where Troy Charles is for us tonight, and there is a growing memorial as well. Troy, what can you tell us about that?
4: Yeah, Chris, just, you know, a a lot of sadness just around the community right now. And a lot of folks over the last three, four hours, they've been coming to the, the Ridge Meadows Detachment here. And adding to this memorial with flowers, a lot of loving messages for, as we mentioned, Constable Rick O'Brien, who's passed away. And spoke to a few of the people who came to drop off flowers, and they, you know, they're just community members, a tight-knit community here, and they just wanted to, to put their support out there and and to 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 know that they have the the back of their police force. And also just earlier, a few Port Moody police officers entering the detachment. They are going to be relieving some of these uh, Ridge Meadows officers. This weekend and kind of shifting out with them and giving them a bit of a break. Obviously, during this tough time, no surprise that the police officers and, and that brotherhood are, are sticking together right now. Obviously, a tremendously tragic day here.
0: Definitely is a sharing of responsibilities from here on out. Troy, thank you very much for the latest there from Ridge Meadows, and we'll leave you tonight as we wrap up the news hour with a live shot once again out at Abbotsford Regional Hospital. You see the police staging there to close that intersection as the procession carrying Constable Rick O'Brien's body gets closer and is expected to arrive at Abbotsford Regional Hospital any moment now. Our coverage of this death and the investigation of it, of Constable O'Brien, will continue here on Global News this evening and throughout the weekend. You can count on it. Thanks for watching. Have a good night.